0: The Youthscape Podcast, a podcast for Christians who work with young people.
1: Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Youthscape Podcast. And I am full of beans, full of energy, so much va-va-voom on this side of the r- r- room. But over the other side of the room, what's going on, Martin? My name's Rachel Gardner and this is Martin Saunders. Oh. How are you doing, Martin Sorry. Saunders?
0: I think I drifted off there for a second. <laughs> oh, you're so
1: rude. <laughs> <laughs> you're so rude. It's nothing to do
0: with you. What's it not? Why? I've just come back from uh, a youth residential.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh my days are you the first person in history to do a youth residential after the lockdown you actually took real young people into a real space yes no yeah I did we way. went to
0: we went to Carroty wood
1: <gasps> I which know is a yeah, wood
0: that is a so it's a rock UK. Uh, center
1: way before then it That'll was be, just like a little. That'll be ten
0: percent off the bill, please. Yes,
1: thank like, you. It was a little center before then that did it as well. Yes, as
0: Barnabas, to... do you remember that? Yes, Barnabas I activity do. Activity centers. Yeah. Um. So Carrotty Wood, which I went to as a young person, which is one of these activity Christian run activity centers, and I took uh, I took about thirty uh, year seven and eights.
2: Oh my uh,
0: goodness! To, um, did
1: you to Wood. Oh.
0: And we did you know the high ropes, <laughs> and we did, that is so cool. and then and. <laughs> There's so much I could say, um, so let's do the positives first. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's do. Did they the
1: meet Jesus? They really did. Oh yes! Come they on. They really did.
0: So come on. A lot of these young people are not from sort of church families, so you know I'm I'm, only, I'm not going to say too much, but yeah. Um, but we did have some some young people who decided, like quite a few young people who decided that. Actually they wanted to follow Jesus. That's they wanted amazing. to be uh the livers Christians and that's really that's exciting. Amazing. So they had a little line in that we create a little line in the sand moment for them. You know, obviously you can you can have lots of big, deep theological and ecclesiastical conversations about. Mm-hmm. Too, I'm attempting far too many big words. Yeah. Uh, about you know <laughs> conversion and yeah, or journey yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But certainly, we give them an opportunity to mark a sort of line in the sand in their journey. We yeah, can say, "Yeah, moments Definitely matter. Yes, after this, I'm following Jesus." Yes. So. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we did, and that was great, and we had lots of fun, and we did all the activities, you know, and the BMX and the high ropes and the oh. archery and the swimming and all that. So That was all good.
1: Fabulous. Those are the good things. Yes. Did you also, lose anybody? Is that what, where we're going no,
0: towards? No, we didn't lose any. Um, we um, uh, we, d- <laughs> we, did, we didn't we did have a huge amount of sleep. but <laughs>
1: You're not supposed to, though, are but you? You're not really supposed <laughs> to. There
0: was, I, there was one lad who just was so proud, so proud to tell me, I didn't have any sleep at all. <laughs> As if that was the, as if, if you do that, you're the winner.
1: But also, I don't believe him. I don't
0: believe no, him. No, believe me. Do you? Oh, he was actually being very oh, noisy, was he? He was definitely, he didn't have any sleep
1: at all. Oh, okay. So, Were you um, sleeping up right in the doorway of that of We that had bedroom? to go and,
0: you know, <laughs> deal with it.
1: I have spent many nights on youth weekends away standing, can I just interrupt you, with my feet rammed against one side and my body like literally to be a human barrier. Just, right. and it's to stop the girls getting out of their bedrooms and going oh, to the boys. Yeah. It's not to stop the boys, it's to stop the girls. And I've become like really good at sleeping like a plank up against
0: I think the lovely thing about year seven though, generally, is they're really <laughs> they're really not
1: interested. Yeah, you that's a good point. These were older, these were older young yeah. people. But anyway, carry on. So we didn't lose anybody. So yes. what went wrong? What? Shall we say
0: anything went wrong? Because, because actually, our aim for the, for the weekend, <laughs> very innovative weekend in this old activity centre, um, was that young people might meet Jesus. Yes, and, and have fun. And, and have fun. Yes. And we have community and tick, 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 all of those things. But let me ask you, in these days, what is your absolute worst oh. nightmare? What is it the one thing that you're dreading? And what's the one reason why a lot of people aren't doing residential? Are you
1: super spreaders? Is that what's happening? Was uh, there more heat at this fire than just simply Holy Spirit? So we have had some COVID cases. No. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What? Yeah. Oh no. That have come
0: come off the back of it. So, um, oh, so no. we've had some, and, and not others. But oh, no. I guess let's talk about this because this yeah, is a, this, this is, is the proper nitty gritty. I, I mean, faith going ministry. into it,
1: you'd have known that there, this is a risk, so you'd have taken all the precautions. You oh, took all I the precautions. You should have done a risk
0: assessment. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was something. So of course we did. We did yeah, a risk yeah, assessment yeah. and we and you know, we took all the, the necessary kind of yeah, precautions yeah, yeah. and yeah. we went over and above and we asked everybody to do a, a lateral flow test yeah. just before they came and on the morning before you know, so we got yeah. them to really come hope, hopefully not having COVID. Yes. But of course you it's an airborne disease, you know, it doesn't always show up. It's impossible. We all know this now. Yes, it's impossible yes. to completely shut it out. And so uh so yeah. So unfortunately, you know, it it went so well. And then when we got back um, Monday morning, we got a couple of calls.
1: Are we popping this on the shelf of shame? I mean, I feel like it's been an absolute success of a weekend. So I don't want to like kind of like cover that because it's amazing because young people, I mean, 30 young people off the back of lockdowns, not going anywhere. I mean, how amazing. Let's not rub any of that. Are we? I mean, how are you feeling? I don't, I don't
0: think so. So I haven't spoken to every parent yet. Uh-huh. But here's the <laughs> recurring. has been going crazy. It has. Here's the recurring, the recurring conversation I've had with mm-hmm. parents is, you know what, we've we talked about it beforehand and we knew this would be a risk. Yeah. We said then it was worth it, and even now with them showing up with a with a positive res- result, as long as no one gets seriously ill, yeah, yep. they're actually like philosophical about it. The parents are philosophical about it. The kids are philosophical about it because for two and a half days they got to be. You know, it's a difficult word, but normal again. Yes, yes. You know, and they hang got out to with mates hang out and climb yes. ropes and you know, all that. So um so yeah, I don't know if it does go on the shelf of shame.
1: No, let's not put it there then. Let's I not put anything on the shelf of shame. Thinking goes
0: in the cauldron of confusion.
1: The cauldron of confusion. We celebrate the fact that at the heart of innovation will always be those stories of failure. Yes. Not the moral failure where people are really hurt and damaged, but the failure which is that was a good idea. Oh no, it really wasn't a good idea. Yes. Let's not let Rachel sing into a microphone again.
0: Well, you say that, but as people know, if you go onto Spotify <laughs> and look up Rachel oh, Earwicker,
1: Celtic women. that's where you find me. Yes.
0: Yeah. 19 years
1: old. wasn't paid a penny for that, can you I just You were, because no?
0: you've had over a million streams now. Yes.
1: yes. And
0: yet nothing's come back to you. No, we're nothing. We're going to start a Youthscape podcast investigation yeah. into
1: Change.org!
0: ...missing royalties. <laughs> yeah, we could have a Change.org petition.
1: Oh, I have to say, I get so many of those that are just completely irrelevant right now. I'm slightly losing hope, faith in Change.org. But anyway, so uh, is there anything, Martin, that you would like to stick or to take down from the Shelf of Shame and just show...
0: Oh, I mean, there's so much, there's so much shame <laughs> in my youth ministry Just career
1: seeping off the shame shelf. I shame. mean, I've got it. I've got a lot of
0: individual moments. Yeah, I think we talked about the whole donut incident. I don't want yeah. to talk about that again. In fact, I've been advised by my <laughs>
1: by by lawyer. my
0: lawyer not to talk about that again. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: um, but um, but certainly don't do any food based games anymore. Um, <laughs> I think you know, one thing I would say is that what works in one context mm. doesn't always work in another. No. So, um, you know, I've run uh, quite a lot of different youth groups over the years. And I remember doing a sort of home-based youth group. So I had a couple of leaders who came in and then lots of uh, young people come to my home and we'd play games and have snacks and talk about it. G- and it worked really, yeah, really well. Yeah. And, uh, and and similarly, I've set up a few sports things. And those have gone really, really well. And we've had young people, we've had a team off the back of it, and, and it's really worked. But I've also had times when I've tried to do exactly the same thing, and first of all, they think it's weird you're inviting them around their house. Uh, what what are you? <sighs> what,
1: no, what, I what know. Want yeah, yeah, me? yeah. Absolutely. So You see yourself through a different lens. So yeah,
0: so I've been in a yeah. separate, a different context yeah, I get that. where I've tried to set up something home-based, exactly the same, following yeah. the same script, really, and either no one came, or when they did, they weren't, they didn't enjoy it, and they didn't come back. Similarly, set up a sports project. Um, which I thought was really gonna fly because it had done in the past, mm-hmm. and uh, and like, again nobody came and it didn't work. So those are, those aren't specific examples, but I do want to say it as we talk about innovation because one size definitely doesn't fit all. That's why you 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 need to buy into the process and the principles of innovation, not look to one or two gurus who will tell you the way to do youth ministry in the future. That's not what it's about. No, it's
1: not at all. So there we go. Have you got
0: anything on your shelf of shame?
1: Well, I I was racking my brain while you were telling us. Oh, um, you
0: really don't have to rack your brain. I would have. Come on, Rachel. (laughs) Oh,
1: gosh. Do you know, I realised I didn't mean it like that. What I meant was I was trying to filter through what I would share because I think, what I genuinely feel shame, and remember shame as as uh, Will Van Der Haar says, it's the fear of unbelonging. I think that's a great definition oh, of shame. Wow. So there's the things that happen that make us go, oh no, I don't, I don't belong, I don't fit here. The thing I did, I've, it's just put me outside this community. I don't, I don't belong. So I like that definition of shame. So it's not that we've got something wrong so much as when we've done something, the response to it or our feeling about it makes us go, "Oh, why, why did I do that? I'm, I, I shouldn't be a youth worker or whatever. So mine is that you've know, got this church plant, wonderful youth workers that come to join us, young adults that we're training up and older adults. Um, but my shelf of shame is that at the moment I'm really struggling to not be, I'm really struggling with the rhythm of life. Mm. So my children go to school like, I, pick them up I drop them off I'm trying to support the team I'm trying to do a bit of face-to-face youth ministry and I feel like I'm not doing very well on any of it now I realize mm. that we can all hold ourselves to ridiculously high standards mm. but I think it's more than just that I just feel I just tend to work out how to do this I feel like I'm not giving young people enough at the time they need to feel like I'm not, not giving my kids that I feel like I'm not prepping the team properly so my little shelf of shame at the moment is I really thought I'd thrive in this. And in a way I am, Mm. but I'm really gutted at how stressed I feel. And I haven't yet kind of found that Jesus stride. Please don't tell me about that book about rest and slowing down. so I might get it out out my bag and wallop you with it.
0: (laughs) Um, you know, I, I don't want to speak into your life too much. Thank but, you. Please
1: speak into my life. Speak into but my
0: life. what you're really asking for is the ability to bend time, aren't you?
1: Yes. That's what Holy you feel
0: Spirit. Ashamed about because because you can't fit it all in, but yeah. you do a ridiculous number mm, of things.
1: Often people do. I, and
0: and I have the same thing. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, I, there's all these things that I do, and and somehow I make it all work. And then suddenly you'll have a day when it doesn't work. Yeah. and You have five different.
2: People you need to
0: serve on the same day, and it just yeah. doesn't work. So I identify entirely, but don't feel shame. Get yes. off that shelf.
1: Get off that shelf, Shane sister. So brilliant. So now that we're both dusted ourselves down, sorted ourselves out, we've got a fabulous guest today. Because remember, thank we're goodness. thinking about, thank goodness for the guest. Thank you, Lord, for the guest. And since moving north, everybody that lives and works and has their being in the north has become my best friend. Because... otherwise I have no friends. So um, I have known this wonderful leader from afar for a long time. I mean, most of us who have ever worn parachute pants have looked up to this woman as our kind of fashion icon. And uh, she is the most extraordinary youth worker and leader and for many, many years has been inspiring generations of young people to follow Jesus. But also what I love about her, which is why we interview her, is that for for Emma, her name's Emma, Emma Owen. Yes, so exciting. For Emma, her love for Jesus means she's always at the fighting edge of the battle area. She's always at that space within culture where life is most real for young people and the gospel needs to take root. So we caught up with wonderful Emma Owen in um from the message to ask her what at the moment they are seeing as the big need in youth culture and how they are responding to that need innovation emma how how would you how would you define innovation if you ever would define
2: it how would you describe it it's a really good question i wish i'd prepared for this (laughs) Um, (laughs) innovation it is working out what happens in that present season for that present audience i think it's you know i think issues in the world today probably have always been there always will be there there will always be challenges but it's how do we relate to it how do we achieve through it how do we break through things uh with the tools that we have today and sometimes that's using different language. Sometimes that's uh, remembering even though I grew up without mobile phone and social media that actually... That is the way people communicate today. So I better get on with it and learn how to use it. But also to sort of like dig deep and think, can I be the innovator? Can I be the one that makes the change? Can I be the one that is going to come up with a a new idea or an idea that's happened before but delivered in a different way that's actually going to send the shockwaves, that's going to make... the the wave's ripple is going to actually get people to stand up or open their ears and think, hang on a minute, you've got my attention, Uh, I want to hear and I want to move on. So that's probably a long answer, but it's just making a difference in today's climate with the new season in a way that's acceptable and relevant to the audience that you're trying to reach, really.
1: And I think if there are a few things that the message has always been known for, it is exactly that. It's about high impact. How do we... Mm communicate uh, relevantly and with impact to the to the generation right in front of us, not not those that were teenagers 10 years ago. Um, so what has that looked like for you guys as you, know, you and Tim have been involved right from the early days of the message? And of course, you know, famously the tribe and, and, and your passion around um, relationships, education and self-esteem. You, you've done many different things as the message has has is that how has innovation kind of fueled
2: what you do with young people? It's a really good question because one of the things that we start, well, the reason we started the Message Trust was to reach uh, young people. You know, our vision statement was to reach uh, as many young people as possible, to give them as many repeated opportunities to accept Jesus and get them in that faith-filled Bible-believing church. And right at the beginning, which you're talking back 30 years now, it's like, how do we reach the young people? What What is that universal language? Well, it's music. It always has been. I think it always will be. Now, the style of music might change. So when I joined the World War Tribe, who was in the house? That. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, I'm wearing my parachute pants as we think. <laughs> <laughs> and so you should as well. Um, it's like, you know, I think music's always going to work. But the style of music might change. And that's where the innovation has to come in. So when we started the Worldwide Mistro, when Tim and I joined, which is 25 years ago, we were only five, by the way, (laughs) if you want to do the (laughs) math, it was very much the rave scene. Do you know what I mean? It was... And, you know, we had Cam and Dante from Bizarre Inc and all that sort of crazy stuff. But then within literally a year or two, then we transitioned to hip-hop which was my favourite, to be honest, with well, like a bit of B-boy, a bit of rap and stuff like that. And I think rap music's always going to be current. But at the moment, we've got bands of all genres. We've got uh, Afro beats, pop beats. We've got rock music. We've got rap and beatbox and soul. You know, And I think we need to have a different sound for different people. So even within regions, so we've got a hub down in Wales, The rock band, Amongst Wolves, always going to work best there. But then you come to Manchester, you know, people want to hear the rap. They want a bit of hip-hop. They want, you know, they want to be working with the music that they like. So, yeah, we have to innovate in one sense. But I think the issues remain the same when we talk about relationships, self-esteem. You know, psychologists tell us we all need to be loved, accepted and valued. I think that's always going to be the situation. If we want to live a balanced lifestyle, we've got to ask ourselves, the question where are we going to get that love acceptance and value from so we will always use music I think Um, and we've used theatre before um we've used sports we've got genetic sessions which is our creative arts school and that works so well with the younger ones because where are the kids they're in after school clubs parents are paying a fortune send them at. Sending them out to learn different musical skills, and so if we can offer break dance, street dance, drums, guitar, and music production, because everybody wants to be a producer, everybody wants to make that track in their bedroom and make their billions or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why? Why don't we do that? And if people are going to be all over social media, why? Why don't we as Christians? Why don't we as the church, as Christian charities, step and step up and say? Well, we can teach you. We've got those expertise. We've got those skills. God's given us those. Let's use them for God's glory. So I think, you know, that's really good. I think the biggest change really is working with schools in which door do we go in? Yeah. So over the last few decades, we've always pushed the RE door because we're Christians and we want to share our Christian faith that is still an opportunity. But a lot of schools are becoming academies and trusts and some of them are actually getting rid of RE altogether. Um, so there's it's not a new door, but it's a, for the last 10 years, with Respect Me, we've been pushing the PSHE door, SMSC. It's all about welfare and development. Why? Because Ofsted are demanding for schools to step up around mental health. Sex education is now... Um, compulsory compulsory, so we need to step up and say to the schools do you know what your biology teacher your geography teacher your PE teacher probably doesn't want to talk about sex necessarily or relationships why don't we do that for you but you know what we are Christians we're going to be upfront about that and we're going to talk always bring it back to value you know where do you get your value from and that is ultimately the big GOD That is awesome. And it's been
1: amazing just watching, in that sense, the evolution of the message. Like, we know that you guys are about young people encountering Jesus and meeting Jesus. But like Paul says, like, you will choose any means to be able to make that kind of resonant contact with the culture. So you asked a question partway through the middle of that. You said, yeah, why, you know, if, if God is a God that connects with everybody and he is relevant in every generation, why do we as a church not do that? So you're being listened to by an army of awesome youth workers, who are right Yay. behind you but, but, but why often don't we why why is a church why would you say why are we often on the back foot when it comes to the arts and the music and and sometimes you know you you hear about a christian artist or a christian dancer and there's something about the word christian you're kind of like will it be any good and you guys have demonstrated <laughs> absolutely relentlessly it can be excellent but that isn't always the case so why, why is it that we hold back why are we often not pushing forward in the arts and always creative ways
2: Yeah, sometimes it just boils down to money. These sort of things do cost money. And the Bible says, be excellent at what is good. And if reaching young people uh, with the gospel, which is the greatest display of love ever, then we've got to be excellent and we have got to be uh, on a comparison level with what the world is offering. And unfortunately there have been many uh, well-meaning Christians over the years and decades who have said, you know what, I'm going to go and set up a dance crew or I'm going to be a rapper and they don't have the skills and that's why we have this horrible reputation of, oh, it's another Christian rapper or another Christian singer. And mm-hmm. and and that's not to diss because I think – I huge praise for people who go out there and put, put themselves on the line. But I think we do need to be excellent at what is good. So if you really want to use music as your forum, your medium to reach young people, then put the time in, put the money in, get the resources, get the backing. So we at The Message, we, we, we've we spent 30 years trying to perfect perfect that and uh, my lovely Tim Owen he's been doing that for 25 years as head of creative development and he's so up for having conversations with people we have a creative arts center with recording studios in Manchester people can come and use that come and chat with us we're quite happy to share some best practice and give guidance and stuff but let's be excellent and if you can't sing you can't dance just don't do it let someone else do it or employ someone to do it for you but I believe we've all got giftings from God, yes, and it's not yeah. just through the creative arts that God's going to use you. You know, I, I love it. Uh, I think it pays. Use like footballers and sports. You know, yeah, that, kick going to be, do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, not every kid wants to be in in a concert. Some of them want to be on the football pitch, and and we need to do that. And like our Eden teams, we put like ten. Uh, youth workers into a deprived area and we just say your job is to love on that area Mm. and that might look completely different in one area it might be I'm going to be a mum in the school gates and I'm going to chat to all the mums with their young kids I'm going to be a governor on that school so I can make a good positive influence Uh, and then in another one it might be do you know what it is football and I'm going to work with the guys in their 20s to keep them out of prison. Yeah, and I'm going yeah. to put them on a plane and take them around the world and we're going to play football matches. It's going to look different in every area. Some people, it's all going to be about, I call it arts and farts, but it's arts, arts <laughs> and crafts. Um, but it's like, you know, what is your gifting? You know, yeah, and yeah. use that uh, to reach the people that you need to reach in your area.
1: What would you say is maybe being sort of one of the biggest lessons that you've learned, Emma, you've been in ministry for over twenty five years. Um and you have been consistently about the same thing, even though what you have gotten and got on and done, you know, I remember when you began to do relationships and sex education and thinking, whoa, this amazing woman who's a you know an upfront stage artist is actually amazing at connecting with young people around PSHE. What what is it that's been your anchor? What what have you, or what have you learned through this sort of season of innovating for the gospel?
2: I, I think Um, my husband always says to me keep it simple and I think that's the way I like to live my life and my ministry and what is the simplicity you've got to keep asking yourself the question why am I doing it it's not about I want to be the next rapper I want to have the next biggest PSHE program or I want this fame or fortune it is why are you doing it and the answer should be to make jesus famous and if it is that question then always come back to it so like when we go into schools with respect me so often we get asked oh can't you do it in primary schools well yeah we could But we can't be so open about our faith because the children are vulnerable at that age and they just say yes to anything and then the parents aren't going to be happy. But there are some really good programs like Icing Pop through Innovation Trust that are brilliant at primary school. So why would I water down what I feel God's given me the gifting to, which is high school students, uh, when there's something already good there? So know your audience, know your vision. So I know everything's got to come back to the gospel. So if a school says to me, we really like your programme, but can you take the God stuff out? Well, sorry, no, because that's the whole purpose. And I think we've only had one or two schools in 10 years shut the door oh, on us wow. because of that. And actually what they love is that we've got young people in this over world with no boundaries, being let loose in a world of destruction where they're like, do whatever and just don't worry about tomorrow. And we're coming in and saying, actually, do you know what? So God loves loves you so much. He he put these rules and regulations or boundaries in. I like to call it as how to get the best out of life um, Mm, boundaries because he loves you and cares for you so much that he wants you to live life in all its fullness. And I think when we are bold and we are um, uh, not going to apologise, unapologetically standing up saying, I'm a Christian, this is what I believe, people respect that. It's when we start apologising and I'd also say for anyone who's listening, who's wanting to set up a ministry, do not fall for the uh, lie that you should go in as a non-Christian, get respected for your material and then later on down the road, sneak in the gospel. That's just sneaky, sneaky. It's not honorable. And and it's very, very difficult. I think just be upfront and personal. Introduce yourself as a Christian. This is my heart and passion because I know my identity through God. I know the young people in schools need to know their identity to help them have that great foundation so that they can navigate through the hot topics of today and be equipped. And I think people are up for that. They're yeah. passionate about that definitely. And as you say you the clarity question. <clears throat> well, I
1: can't uh, even do you know what? what I, don't, I don't really care. I think it <laughs> did, but I'm just I think there's so much wisdom coming out of you because my this series that we're doing is looking at innovation. And I think although we can get some really great strong robust definitions and it is a discipline and Martin has talked just so brilliantly about what it looks like to make innovation the core of like how you do stuff. I think there's also so much that we learn on on the on the down in the trenches and that's what we're learning mm-hmm. from you like what does it look like to be an organization and a leader who knows who you are you know your big yes so you know you're no, but also it means that you're liberated then to go and say, well, actually, because of our Christian values, because the schools know who we are, where we're coming from, when we bring them a tour around the knife crime, um, it might not be the same as the stuff they might come to on a Friday night, but it's still the same heart, the beating heart, at the centre of it, and it's still what we feel called to do. So let's talk about no more knives then. Because this I need you to say, say that. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's another innovation, you guys. You know, we're coming out of lockdown, we're coming out of... Um, the pandemic let's pray over coming out of the pandemic um, and Amen. schools have been hit hard and young people have been hit hard but also the issues around life crime and safety in our streets is still there and maybe even exacerbated by all they've been through in their poor mental health so you guys are involved in something which is absolutely at the cutting edge of one of the big social issues of our time tell us about no more knives
2: yeah i mean this is a classic of almost being comfortable in your lane knowing what you're good at what you're called at uh called for um and then suddenly God just opens a door and kind of does a little detour and you're like oh what are you asking me to do here and what excites me about the no more nice tour it's the church once again stepping up and saying, not on my watch. I'm not prepared to hear that there was a thousand young people in hospital in 2019 because they've been stabbed by a knife. I'm not prepared that Manchester alone there was 125 kids in hospital. And so, what actually happened a couple of years ago, and it was just before the lockdown. If you were listening to the news, knife crime was on the rise. It was on every news article. Uh, the government had given 100 million pounds to the police and said, "Do you know what? Put boots on the the streets. uh we want intervention programs. we need to stop this from rising because young youths were literally killing each other. if you look at the stats, uh for under 18 year olds, 20% of youths are stabbed and they're under 18. Uh, so under 18s that's the situation but for the under 18s 25% of the offenders are under 18 as well. Wow. so they're literally yeah. killing each other each and other. what is going on here is absolutely ridiculous. so i found myself at a table with my boss, the CEO Andy Hawthorne from the Message Trust, OBE, like to give him praise. <laughs> He's he yeah. amazing, yeah. and uh, there were some real high-end uh, police officers, violence reduction unit. The lovely Deborah Green from Rock was there, and we were just having that com- conversation because, to be honest with you. Why do I have to tackle that? I'm not a police officer. I, I'm a schools worker. Why is that my job? But you know what? I did used to be a police officer. I was in the Met in London, uh, which excites me. And also, we had 30 years of experience in schools, So we were saying to the police, you need intervention programmes We have the doors open to the schools. We have the backing of the church across the Northwest. How can we serve you? And it was funny, actually, because Andy was doing the big push. We've done this. We've done that. And the police officers really weren't impressed, I'll be honest with you. And they're like, why should we use you? Everyone out there has got a story. Everybody wants to get some of this money. Now, we weren't interested in the money. We just wanted to be in front of young people. And uh, so I literally just said, well, let us show you. Let's do a pilot. And we did that in Moss Side uh, at the beginning of 2020 in January. It was just two schools. We had a couple of hundred kids turn up to a a gospel-centred event, a concert at the end of it. And do you know what? Everyone put their hands up and responded to the gospel. It was amazing. I'm like, there's no one without a hand up. And we actually had recorded 97 new brand new conversions, which we had all the local church there picking it up. And then we were meant to have done the Salford tour in the April, but COVID hit. So we did that literally two weeks ago seven schools did a concert 550 kids wow. turned up 100, 156 responded to the gospel and the local church was there because what's important to listen to this is that the what the reason this works it's partnership in the mm-hmm. bible it says unity commands a blessing i don't know about you i want some of that blessing so what's unity it's working with all people so we've got the police We've got the council, we've got the Christian charities, we've got the local church, we're all putting money in, we're all putting time in, and the kids are seeing that unity. Isn't that amazing? You've got the copper there, who some kids are thinking, I don't like you, you're just enforcing the law and you're against me. But then you've got the ex gangster who's used knives, had knives used on them, and they're working together and saying, Do you know what this message is? This message is about choice. Choices and consequences you could be the change you could actually be uh, the solution to this problem and it could just simply start and I love simplicity Could simply start with you saying no to knife crime no to carrying a knife because if you carry a knife you're more likely to be stabbed by that knife that you're carrying so we're just giving a simple message and it's just brilliant we're putting music in the bands are coming in the kids are connecting with that we're having fun but also we're having that moment of sincerity and and that moment of do you know what this is flipping serious but at the end of the tour we're celebrating and introducing this amazing Jesus the gospel proclamation and people are responding because you know what kids are desperate and we just got to innovate like we're talking about how can you reach young people today and what's brilliant is actually these tours are getting us into schools that we've never worked in before so they're not bringing us in because they know about our uh, 30 years of experience and then they're thinking what the flip is this? We've got Christians that can actually do what they say. I actually had at the end of the sulphur tour, my friend was on Facebook and there was a teacher in her locality. I didn't even know she was a Christian. She put this post up. Uh, it wasn't to anyone in particular. She goes, we just had a bunch of Christians in our school doing a No More Knives tour. I'm fed up of having Christians thinking that they're credible and can reach the young people because normally it's really wet and pathetic these guys were extraordinary. They were amazing. <laughs> I'm like, yes, get yeah, yes, in there. It's amazing. And the last yeah. thing in our is it's just like, do you know what? Hook yourself up with someone who's been doing it for some time. Hook yourself up with people who are going to encourage you to be excellent, to be your best. Brilliant. Resource you, pray for you, and do it in partnership with the Brilliant. local church and local charities and all that sort of stuff. Love it. And <laughs> as we speak
1: in real time, it's here in Lancashire, they're at 18. The field. Oh, I'm just, my day oh, Come on, so exciting. So Emma, last question that I'm gonna let you go because I know you've got so much to get on with. Um, your accent. So I've moved north yeah. and and I'm just <laughs> my kids are getting a, a, a northern accent. Listen, you are London all over. How long have you lived in Manchester <laughs> and you kept your London
2: twang? 25 you? years. You can so take it's possible. the girl out of Essex, but you can't take the Essex out of the girl. Yes! There you go. Brilliant. So we love you, Emma. We love your uh,
1: steadfastness, your feet are on the rock, and we love your quick agility to see the needs. And so with the spirit, creatively resolve some solutions and introduce each new generation to Jesus. Emma, we honour you. We love you. Oh, I want to make you, you a S S-H-E-R-O. You're a shero. An M-B-E, you're <laughs> a shero. You're a shero. you're a shero. <laughs> we love you, Emma. Thanks for
2: all your wisdom. We love you too. Bye. See you, honey.
0: So brilliant to hear from Emma. And when you think of organisations that are at the cutting edge of innovation, particularly around um, young people and mission, you absolutely think of the absolutely. Message Trust, don't yeah. you? Those guys have been doing things differently for such a... And I remember going hearing about the Message Trust... Like when I was a teenager, I remember Andy Hawthorne coming and talking at uh, Soul Survivor yes. about this thing that they yeah. were just really getting going at yeah. the time.
1: And of course, Eden. You know, and then a all of great that stuff has, has
0: kind of grown up yeah. since. It's quite amazing. So, um, so great and really important that we have them um, at the heart of this season about innovation. Um, I was just reflecting at the, um, uh, at the start of this episode. I was perhaps a little negative about you know my youth residential. <laughs> And uh, okay. he would. And you know what? Do you know? What? I I'm so glad. I just want to restate that I'm yeah. so glad we did it. Yeah. And uh, you know, for all of these kind of opportunities in the next year or so, I'm thinking, you know, right up to perhaps next summer, to take our young people away. Like it is worth it. I think. I mm-hmm. think it's. I don't think we should be afraid of still trying to innovate and still trying to do things the way we always have in getting young people um away because yeah. so much happens in such a short space of time you 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 know the reason why we do residentials in our youth ministry is that you can see the progress in t- in terms of a young person's kind of spiritual development but even like their connection with their peers and your connection with other leaders that you might see in a term or even a year in the space of a weekend and certainly Amazing. when you, you take young people to say a summer festival summer event like satellites um you um you know, you see an even more pronounced version of that because you're there for a bit longer, and uh, and I'm still incredibly excited about about that, and I, I better be. It's my job, but um, but you know, in terms of the the residential, like I'm 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 gutted that a few young people have picked up um, COVID off the back of it, but I'm really glad we took them. Yes. it feels really right and normal. Yeah. Yeah. that we were able to do that. And as I said, you know, the number of parents that have said to me, thank you for putting some normality back into their lives. Um, so I feel good about it. And one of the things I did when I was away is I, um, I started to talk to this group of, of year eights, many of whom, again, you know, they've not um, been to church before. They're really, our youth group is the first contact they've had with, um, uh, with, with Christianity. Mm. Um, I started to talk to them about what it will be like to go away in the summer and what we would do. And yes, I sweetened the deal with sports tournaments and bands and, you know, late night milkshakes and arcade machines and things. Of course I did all that. But I also said it's gonna be a bit like what we did here. We're gonna we're gonna sing songs, but instead of it being with you know, a few people. It'll be with thousands of people, and and you're going to hear speakers. You know, are every bit as good as the speaker speakers speakers yeah. we had this week. Yeah. We actually had some great speakers. Um, but we're gonna, you know, you're going to get to. Do, I think we're excited about that. They were excited about all of it, and so I would encourage you. Because of course, I'm going to encourage you to do this. You know, it's a great time to be talking to uh, the young people that you know about next summer and getting some momentum going because we can we could have an absolutely transformational summer all of us
1: absolutely I love it I love it that you shared it because I think it feels like you know, the first time we got young people back together felt like a bit of a, a hurdle we had to all get yeah. over and taking young people away for the first time will have that same impact you've got out there you've done it you've lived to tell the tale and actually as you say it's manageable you know get your checks in place but it's okay we can do this Just- hey guys it was so good to hang with you and uh, what gold dust from Emma Owen again that is so exciting so whatever this week holds for you may the spirit of innovation just stir up something beautiful in your guts don't be afraid of the shelf of shame share it with us if that'll help you and we will speak to you this time next week